I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up, she says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up. She says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. Before we get started with this episode, I'd like to share with you a few announcements about what's going on in the Womb Centered Healing Temple which is an online space for womb-centered healing practitioners to collaborate and share the important work of womb-centered healing with the world. I'm Sama Morningstar, the founder of the Womb-Centered Healing Temple. I'd like to invite you to visit the Womb-Centered Healing Temple website at wombcenteredhealing.com. And there you can sign up to to receive the Womb Centered Healing Temple newsletter, which will send you an email notification every time there's a new podcast episode out. And you'll also receive notifications about blog posts. uh, And you'll also um, be notified when there's new events, courses, and things to, to look forward to. You can explore the website there and see a variety of online courses that are available to support your womb-centered healing journey. So I hope to see you there um, signing up for the newsletter and perhaps for some courses and events. And otherwise, until then, enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Salma Morningstar and I have Jem with me here today. Thank you so much for joining us, Jem. Uh, Jem and I have been um, sort of hovering around for quite some time (laughs) in in each other's realms, uh, fascinated by, I'm fascinated by Jem's work and, and writings online and We've talked about getting on a podcast a couple of different times, and finally, here we are, and it's perfectly appropriate since um, I've got this theme of focusing on the elements, and Jem is um, a Chinese medicine practitioner, right? Acupuncturist, mm-hmm. and um, I'd love to hear your 
womb centered healing journey, which I, which you've been sharing with me is centered around the, the birth of your children and how the five elements have come into play for your own personal healing process. So please do share. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad we're finally connecting. And um, yeah, I guess uh, for um, kind of the, the interweaving of um, my acupuncture, herbal medicine work, and then also the Taoist sacred embodiment practices um, are really what, um, what have brought me into this realm of womb healing. Um, and um and where, where are you going sorry i just <laughs> had to my body position uh because okay. <laughs> sitting sleep all day isn't working for me i apologize but uh, yeah on. Okay. um so i i went to acupuncture school um and and then after that, well, kind of a little bit in, along the way, I was also introduced to the Taoist um, sacred sexuality practices, the jade egg work, and, um, and then also some ancestral healing work. And, um, and I've done Tai Chi and Qigong um, practices since I was 11. Um, and so I've been kind of interweaving all of, all of that uh, realm of Chinese medicine and the Taoist five elements into um, my way of being in my body and how I work with clients. And then also as I've been healing um, my own, own past trauma that was held in my womb that really came to light when my son was born a bit over seven years ago. And, um, and then as, as my son's birth, um, kind of unfolded and uh, it became clear how much I had held in my womb. Um, in Chinese medicine, we, we talk about how in um, female bodies, we, we like to, well, there, there's this tendency to just kind of stuff a lot of things down, emotions, trauma, um, energy that we don't have the time or resources or um, capacity to process. Um, we tend to stuff it down in the womb and it gets stored for later. Um, and so when giving birth and getting pregnant and giving birth, um, it's common for a lot of the things that we haven't fully processed to come up, like to grow <laughs> as the womb grows. <laughs> Some of that stuff can grow with it. And, um, and then also in giving birth, a lot of that can come out. Like there's this expulsion of not just the baby, but a lot of chi and blood and energy that has been held in the uterus. And it, it took me by surprise. Um, like I, I knew this, um, but then when my son was born, um, I had so much past trauma come up um, for healing afterward, um, both from his traumatic birth and then also um, past sexual trauma that had been held there that was kind of re-triggered in that birth and postpartum time. And then also um, some intergenerational trauma of um, in particular of my experience of being married to a white man um, and 
uh, with this Native American ancestry. And so all of, all of this stuff was coming up <laughs> to be processed in that postpartum time. And uh, really what um, was the most supportive uh, was coming back into the, the embodiment practices of Qigong, of breathwork, and then um, a, about a year or so after my son was born, coming back to the womb healing work. And um, as, I, as I did a lot of those practices in the subsequent years, I completely changed my life. <laughs> um, I'm in a new partnership now. I have um, just given birth to a daughter and that whole pregnancy and birth and postpartum has just been radiantly beautiful and really deeply healing. And it has felt like the womb healing work that I did in between my son's birth and conceiving my daughter um, was just really profound such that rather than kind of growing and feeling all of these uncomfortable things that I hadn't completely processed when I was pregnant with my son. Um, I just felt like my womb was growing in, in radiance in this pregnancy with my daughter. And, and it was still a, a challenging birth in, in different ways, but it felt really deeply supported. And the postpartum time has been so beautiful and healing and just, I get to be really deeply in love and radiance. And um, there's this, the connection between the heart and womb is really strong. Uh, and, and that feels related to all of the, the Taoist work that I'd done before conceiving her and also in my partnership, but it's also that relationship within myself that I have with my heart, with my womb and their, their flow of chi and blood that's really deeply connected and that I'm, I'm, I've been tending to in ways that I, I didn't tend to very well when my son was conceived and born. Um, even though I, I knew <laughs> that <laughs> would be useful. Um, but it's, it's just been really beautiful to see how powerful a, a difference it makes. And um, so that's, that's what I, I do in the world with my clients. And um, I can go a little more into that as well. Well, yeah, it's, it's fascinating because I think um, this is probably a common experience for, for many holistic healing and wellness practitioners is that you might feel the need for certain healing processes for yourself, uh, given what's going on for you. And that might be the thing that motivates you to go and study, you know, Taoist, Chinese medicine, or whatever modality you study. And then you study it. And these, these holistic healing practices that we learn, we might study for a year or, a, a, you know, several years, and get a certification or a license to practice but then it's the rest of our lives to <laughs> the depth of, uh, of understanding. And that's why um, in ancient times, uh, in the origins of many of these modalities, people didn't practice uh, as a Chinese medicine doctor until they had apprenticed and, and you know, been- At least 10 years. <laughs> for, you know, 10, 20 years or more. Yeah. Um, because it takes that long to really begin to embody the principles that, yeah, you could sit there and learn it and know it in your mind and 
because you've read it in a book and you were able to take a test and maybe you actually learned some physical techniques to do with your hands and you could, you know, but to really embody it, that's the path of mastery. And it sounds like um, the birth of your son made it clear to you where the, the pathways, where you needed to apply what you had learned um, in or to move towards that kind of mastery. And I'm really curious, especially in the, uh, if you could share in the, in the context of talking about the elements. And you talked about, um, already you talked about this suppression of emotions and this holding of, of unprocessed material, emotional material, traumatic material that tends to happen in the womb space. And, um, you know, in previous conversations, listeners might remember that we talk about that influencing how our fluids, how the element of water flows through us. And it also influences the other elements when there's that suppression of the flow of emotions and the processing of, of emotions. And that that can also um, be a buildup of heat, or it can be a a diminishment of heat or fire in, in right. depending on which direction it goes or we have a tendency to go um, and and so there's all the ways that the that we can start to feel what's going on by feeling the elements inside of us like how dry or moist are we, right? That's our relationship with air and water. How hot or cold are we? That's our relationship with fire, you know? And then the other elements have different qualities. The earth, how, how connected to earth are we? How grounded are we? How solid do we feel? Or do we feel like we're just gonna fly away? How focused, <laughs> you know, are we? Or how scattered are we, right? These are ways that we can relate to the elements and then in Chinese medicine there's metal and wood and learning that's a these are more complex elements that have a little bit of they have their own qualities that, that you can share more about but I'm curious what you discovered in this process of healing from healing uh, that, that arose for you in the birth and postpartum process with your son um, how, how did the elements show up for you as allies and, you know, as um, aspects of yourself that needed to be more balanced? Yeah, well, I, um, I'm much more versed in the, the Chinese five elements. Um, so I'll, I'll more be speaking in those terms. And uh, I guess in, in the postpartum time, um, my, my, my nervous system was, was so on edge from the trauma of the birth that it, it took quite a while to kind of remember <laughs> what I knew about the elements <laughs> and really come back into noticing what those, um, what was going on in my body and to work with that energetically. Um, and, and one of the most helpful things that was easy to do postpartum, I had, I had a bad tear, a perineal tear with my son. And um, so I was just in a lot of physical pain for months. Uh, and 
Um, and most of my coping mechanisms, like my doing Qigong and yoga and going on hikes and dancing and all these things I couldn't do uh, without pain. And so one of the things that was most helpful was to tune into those five elements uh, energetically with my breath and to um, use the, the five healing sounds in, um, in the Taoist practices. There, well, there's technically six healing sounds, um, five, five elements but then there's also the triple warmer sound, which unites um, the, the three burners, they're called in Chinese medicine. So there's up, up above the head, and then there's the chest, and then there's the lower dantian, and um, where the womb, belly, um, and in the back, the Ming Men, the gate of destiny are all located. And so harmonizing those three energies and getting the microcosmic orbit flowing and doing some of those internal practices that I could do lying down in bed, nursing my baby, <laughs> um, were really helpful in, in bringing back um, the harmony between elements. And so those healing sounds were, were clearing out um, kind of the stagnant energy of each element and then anytime we clear out, we also have to nourish and bring back the, the positive, healthy attributes of that element so that they can flow in the appropriate cycle. And so um, water is this kind of seed energy that nourishes wood that sprouts up in the springtime. And then it goes into fire, that's um, the flower in the summer. And then it goes down to earth, the harvest in late summer, and then into metal. Um, which is kind of the compost, the decomposition in autumn, and then goes back into the winter of water. And so that's, that's the cycle that we want to be nourishing. Um, but when we go into crisis of some sort, um, then we tend to get stuck in, in one element or another, or there, there can be a, a stagnant um, energy that uh, needs support <laughs> to move. And so using the breath and the healing sounds for each of those elements was really helpful. And I would say particularly the water element, um, ten, like if there's been a shock um, or we go into kind of a, a nervous system, fight, fight flight, freeze um, state, it tends to affect the water and it, it can freeze, right? So um, and interestingly, I also didn't have a menstrual period for two years and eight months after my son's birth, which is really long. Um, you know, even for, for breastfeeding mothers, that's a long time. Um, and so it just felt like my water um, energy in the kidneys and the womb um, was, it was, it was holding, it was like, it's not safe, <laughs> not safe to flow, <laughs> not safe to have another baby. <laughs> Um, was just really in that that frozen state and so it took um, and, and part of that too was like there's a kind of a, a disconnect like at the diaphragm between between the heart and womb and so um, like the the organs that are here at the diaphragm the liver the spleen um, and the diaphragm itself um, were all impacted where there was some stagnation there and the, the connection between my heart and womb wasn't really vibrant. And so um, a lot of my, my work there was in returning that flow, the connection between the heart and womb 
and the kidneys and, and getting the microcosmic orbit to flow through my body again. Um, and also just clearing out the stagnant energy in the diaphragm. So that was possible. Um, and so that was working with the wood and earth. Um, we say that the liver holds memory also in Chinese medicine. And so when there are traumatic memories that come up, the liver can get stagnant and then the liver doesn't govern the, the flow of chi appropriately and then everything else gets stuck. <laughs> and, um, and then it can also overact on the spleen. And so we can have digestive challenges and, um, and, and also if there's a, a sense of not, not feeling at home in our bodies or maybe at home in our actual house or in our relationship, um, I was feeling challenged in my, my relationship with my son's father uh, through that time and, um, and really coming back into what is the right relationship within these parts of myself, within these organs in my own body um, that helped me to expand out from there to come back into a more harmonious relationship um, with my son first and then also um, with other people and partners and family uh, relationships to be held and nourished in a way that I could do the deeper healing. Um, and, and really reestablishing that, that fire water connection uh, above and below was really essential. Um, so bringing, bringing the light and warmth of the heart down to warm the frozen water energy that was held and stuck in the womb and the kidneys and um, and then bringing bringing that cooling, cleansing energy back up from the kidneys and the womb back up to soothe and calm and nourish the heart. And so having that reestablished was was really powerful. Um, and I, I remember a couple moments when that like clicked again. It's like that's it. <laughs> that's what I've been missing. And it, it was really powerful to feel that in the body, rather than, as you said, to just be reading about it in you know my textbooks like heart heart kidney communication. <laughs> we need that. We need to feel that in the pulses. And but feeling that really deeply in our bodies um, is different. And and I think that having that clear sense of it beforehand and then having it kind of be feel really disconnected and then coming back to it has just enhanced my appreciation so much more too and um and and part of that is also bringing in breast massage uh, with the Taoist practices is um, breast self-massage to help um open the heart and then to, before we do any womb work, we do the breast self-massage to open the heart and then to bring that warmth and love down into the womb for the jade egg practices. And, um, and it also helps to open up the, the diaphragm and move this energy that's, that can get stuck in between there too. So that, that was a lot, of, a lot of the work I was doing. So it sounds like you're, you're really working with, with all the elements in the in that healing process um because i mean you you certainly mentioned water and you certainly mentioned earth and wood um and i'd love for you to get more specific 
into how the different organs relate to those different elements. And I'd also love for you to mention, um, because it seems to me like when you talked about that wheel of the seasons and the elements that we can put that over the wheel of the menstrual cycle as well. And that there may have been some stagnation in moving through all of the um, elements in the wheel in your internal energy flows that may have been part of the reason why your menstrual cycle didn't come back for so long. And I'm curious what you discovered about that. There's lots of people, you know, menstruating people who, um, who might be very interested to hear how this wheel of nourishing all of the different elements, nourishing each other in this flowing wheel and how that can get stopped and how that's related to the different um, organs. They might be, you know, people might really be interested in hearing how that can be, that flow can be reestablished. I mean, you already talked about the microcosmic um, orbit, uh, which is a breath and energy practice. Um, but I imagine that there's other practices that you did too, like perhaps food and nutrition and herbs that you know, oh yeah, yeah. You, you weren't able to <laughs> for sure <laughs> at first the movements, but then you were all, then eventually within those two. What did you say? Two and a half years that your menstrual cycle didn't come back. Your yeah, your, um, your tearing had healed by then. It was, but but there was still this stagnation of the flow of things that you were working through. Now it's it's pretty natural for breastfeeding moms for the menstrual cycle to even not come back for up to a year, isn't it? Uh, but that the two, yeah, yeah. the two and a half years is, is considered to be really long. And that, that, that I, I'd love to hear. I asked a lot of questions there. So <laughs> wherever you want, wherever you want to talk. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think, first of all, I, I think that that my, my menstrual cycle not coming back for that long was partly related to how much my son was still breastfeeding um, mm -hmm. and, and to how clear my body was that I was not having another baby with the same person. <laughs> um, so I think that was a significant factor. <laughs> um, and, um, and then also um, I wasn't sleeping in that time either, like hard, hardly at all. My, my son was very wakeful. Um, I, when I started doing the deeper ancestral healing work, my son started sleeping more. Um, interestingly, you know, the healing, healing goes in all, all directions, up and down the lineage. Yeah. Um, and so part of that, that is also is just deep depletion of, um, of our, our reserves of energy when, when we're not sleeping enough, when um, we're constantly in that, that stress response. Um, then we we're not getting a deep rest. And so everything gets depleted. So, so yes, all of, all of those elements <laughs> were out of whack. I was blood deficient, um, relate that's relating to, um, the, the water and the, the liver in Chinese medicine holds the blood. We need enough liver blood to, um, have a menstrual cycle. Um, we need the spleen, the earth energy to be taking enough nutrients from our food 
to transform into blood and to nourish that. Um, and as, as I was breastfeeding um, so much, <laughs> there was just tremendous output. I had oversupply of milk. So like I, I had like, there, it can go different ways. So I had like kind of frozen water below and then too much heat above. And so I was making excess amounts of milk and it was really depleting my deeper resources. And so um, in Chinese medicine, we call that yin deficient heat where there's not enough yin, um, there's not enough fluid resources or, or rest <laughs> or substance in the body to sustain the, the heat, the movement of energy that was coming out from above. And so that can look like insomnia as heat rises, you know, it keeps us awake at night. Um, that can look like anxiety, that can look like, um, you know, having excess milk production in my case. Um, I, I had hyperthyroid stuff going on for part of that time. Um, so there was kind of this excess heat because it was not, um, it was not in that appropriate flow with, with the kidney, the water energy below. And so as all of, all of the deeper resources were depleted, then everything else got, got thrown out of whack to you. Mm -hmm. um, and so getting better sleep, <laughs> was a huge factor um, to be able to rest and let my body repair and nourish and rebuild blood, rebuild chi, um, and kind of consolidate my, my essence, the essential chi again. Um, and, and then to, to be able to work with that essential chi more wisely. And so part of that meant, you know, getting some help. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and some of that is in nutrition, in herbs, in like physical help of having um, childcare assistance, and um, and those things all work together. And so um, I noticed major shifts with you know doing more of the breath work when I was lying down that that helped to clear the emotional energies of all five elements. So I was doing the breath work um, to clear the elemental energies, the emotions of each of the elements from the womb itself. And so because clearly the womb was impacted by all of the five elements and, um, and I would notice like which elements had more stagnant energy held in the womb and really getting a deeper connection with that space of you know, where was their anger held there? Where was their, you know, grief at, you know, things that had happened or had not happened? And how was that held? And letting that clear out um, with the breath through the womb was really powerful. But then also bringing back the, the herbal um, allies to rebuild my blood. And I, I was pretty careful about my diet through the whole thing because I knew that was really helpful. Um, and, but sometimes diet's not enough. Like it, it's a good, you know, essential foundation, but if it's not making a significant change, then adding some extra um, herbal remedies uh, into that is really helpful. So a lot of the blood nourishing um, herbs in, in the Chinese tradition um, and, and then the, the chi and blood nourishing herbs so that I could actually help my 
my earth element to extract that energy and and build blood um so i'm and, i'm getting really curious yeah. you're starting to talk herbs um <laughs> and i'm sure listeners are curious too i'm familiar with some of the herbs and um i just want to drop some herb names perhaps and and have a little discussion about specific herbs um i've i've had blood deficiency and and jing deficiency jing depletion and things like that and discussed that before with uh, on the podcast and in other workshops and things and so i have my own collection of favored herbs and i and i'm curious to hear what yours are um you know i created a at, at a certain point i because i'm i'm have been a vegan and vegetarian for a long time, you know, going back to eating red meat was not really an option for me. And so I um, developed a whole herbal formula to replenish and, and build my blood when I was having, you know, borderline anemia and things like that, um, that included herbs like um, nettles, alfalfa, burdock root, um, and you know a variety of other herbs too and so I'm curious if you can share some of the herbs I mean I've had episodes and and workshops here on the podcast where we talk about blood building herbs and foods and it tends to be quite a popular topic so I'm curious yeah. if you could share what some of your favorite most potent herbs and and maybe even in combination with certain dietary choices to build that blood back up and make sure that you're absorbing those nutrients in, into the blood yeah um i mean the, the ones you mentioned uh, are perennial favorites um but in the uh chinese herbal um materia medica there are there are blood tonics or chi tonics and um, and then there's blood movers and chi movers and so we we want um an herbal formula to be balanced in that way in chinese medicine and so um it gets a little more specific um and and looking at you know the person's constitution and their tongue and um, like what degree of heat and cold do they have because all, each of those herbs has, you know, a different temperature. Um, and so, um, like there, there are some standard tonic formulas, um, and, and Chinese medicine works with herbs a little differently than Western medicine. So, um, one of the characters for herb is actually music with the plant radical in it. Like that's what the character is in Chinese. And um, so the idea of herbs is that we're giving people a song. And so the herbs, the, each of the herbs, you know, comes together and they bring a particular song. And it's like, it's, it's the whole symphony of the herbs playing together, reminding your body of the song that your body has forgotten to sing. And so that's, that's the energy of the resonance medicine of, of the Chinese formulas. And so, um, like one of one of the kind of standard blood nourishing formulas that I, I took, um, Bajan Tong is uh, it has eight substances and it's very common <laughs> tonic formula for women um, postpartum um, and then you know if they have 
a lot of blood loss and menstruation to rebuild their blood prior to ovulation. Um, and so that includes Don Gui, Angelica, um, and uh, oh gosh, I'm like, what, I, have, I have the Chinese words, but I'm not sure if that's useful. Um, <laughs> but um, Bajin Tong is the, the name of the formula. Um, and, and then there's an, another couple formulas that I took um, at different points where like that had a little more of a spleen leaning. Um, and so some, sometimes we want to nourish the spleen more, the, the earth energy to, to support the blood. And, and that will look different if there's like, if there's more anxiety, for instance, we would add in some spirit calming herbs. Um, so uh, the, the formula I'm thinking of is guipitong and um, I'm, I'm not sure if you want like the list of the herbs in the formula, <laughs> um, well, but I... <laughs> well, I, I'm curious because, and, and just to say to listeners that, you know, like what what Jem was saying is that these formulas are a whole song and that each uh, are a whole symphony playing a, a complete song that that creates this energetic resonance. So it, I don't know. Right. So it's, it's, it's different than like just saying like, oh, you know, go get some Dungway, Angelica. Right. <laughs> it, because there's a whole balancing and, and uh, synergistic um process with these herbs so actually as you're saying that it's like oh yeah you know talking about individual herbs might not be helpful unless somebody is you know um is uh is you know training to be a, a, an herbal right a, a herbalist and and is learning how to make these formulas so i want to hear about it but i just wanted to say <laughs> um yeah to listeners that 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 when you hear these individual herbs, um, you know, if that they're not going to have the same effect singly yeah. as in, in concert with the others in the formulas. Right. And, and like, then also you would want to be aware of, you know, your constitution. Mm -hmm. And like, if you have a tendency towards constipation, then you wouldn't want, like you would replace one of those herbs with something a little different. Yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of where having a, a, Chinese medicine herbalist who feels your pulses and looks at your tongue is really helpful because it, it can be a lot more specific. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm still totally in favor of the, um, the, e the more common, easier to work with blood tonics, like you are naming. Um, it's really easy for people to drink nettle tea and it's really helpful <laughs> in lots of ways. Right. And, and that's simpler to access. <laughs> right. We can grow it ourselves. I mean, a lot of the, the herbs that yeah. I just mentioned, you can grow in your backyard or even a pot on a balcony. Um, I have, uh, I've grown all three of those herbs. I have uh, burdock growing and I'm harvesting the leaves right now in the spring, these huge burdock leaves, apparently they're, they're um, similar to the roots in their benefits and nutritional content. Um, they have a little bit different quality, but, um, but yeah, I just want to reiterate what you're saying too, is that that's why I always recommend to my students and clients to go see an in-person Chinese medicine, yeah. even Ayurvedic practitioner who has 
diagnostic methods to really feel and customize your herbal formulas for you. And, you know, not to just, I mean, there's lots of people out there that, that are formulating herbal formulas for womb wellness and, and make these one size fits all supposedly one size fits all herbal formulas for, for <laughs> particular ailments like fibroids or this or that. And, and uh, it doesn't necessarily fit every what's going on for everyone. So working with yeah. someone who can do those diagnostics is really important. Um, and, and I'm glad you reined me back in from wanting to just sit here and geek out <laughs> on, about herbs because <laughs> we are here on yeah, the <laughs> Right. So I, I really like to um, encourage people to uh, have that one-on-one -on -one support mm -hmm. because uh, for one thing, you're worthwhile <laughs> to get that that one-on-one -on -one support. And your song is going to be different than my song. Mm -hmm. The song that your body needs in this time. And it's going to be different. Like the, the herbs that I needed postpartum this time are different than the herbs that I needed with my son mm -hmm. uh, after he was born. And and so just being aware that the things that have worked previously might be helpful. And if we want to be more specific um, and more effective more quickly, uh, ha working with a practitioner is going to be a lot more valuable in my experience. Um, and so, so that's my hesitance to, to just well, go am, into the herbs and individually. I'm the same way. Um, people, people ask me all the time, tell me the herbs for this and tell me the herbs for that. And I say, actually, I don't like to do that. So I'm sorry for trying to get you. To, <laughs> okay. I wasn't trying to, I just wanted to like talk herbs, you know, cause I love it, but um, you're right. Yeah. Uh, you know, what the herb formulas that are going to work for you, even these like tried and true formulas that have very specific purposes that generally work for lots of people might not be right or might need to be adjusted or combined with another formula for somebody who has right. seemingly a very similar thing as you, um, but, but they have a, a little bit different relationship of the elements going on or a different, you know, condition of organs and their whole thing. And they need a bit different of a song, right? Even though it might look a little right. bit the same on the surface. So thank you for bringing us to that. And I'm noticing that my goodness, time has flown. I could sit here and chat with you all afternoon. <laughs> but um, if people wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about this or just connect with you uh, about what you've shared, how might they do so? Uh, my website is nourishingalchemy.love. And um, on, on there, I have a variety of, of ways to connect for free consultations. Um, I have a free mini course that includes some of the, the healing sounds that we talked about uh, and some of the Qigong practices and breathwork practices um, called Embodying Courage in Challenging Times. Uh, and then I also have a, a longer online course called Thriving Beyond Trauma that goes into a lot deeper work with um, the heart womb connection with qigong and with doing the deeper womb healing work um which is really kind of a brings together all of the things that i found most useful in between my son's birth and conceiving my daughter that really brought me into the radiance in relationship with my womb and um so that's all on my website nourishingalchemy.love and then also my partner and i have a um, community forum 
at uh, thrivingnow.center. And so we have been going into deeper conversations there than sometimes happen on social media. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also on social media, I Facebook groups, um, and I'm, I'm leaning more into our own forum um, where we can say what we want that does not get censored by somebody else. So that's thrivingnow.center. Okay. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your, your personal womb wellness uh, journey. Uh, listeners know that you can uh, find out more about what's going on at the Womb Centered Healing Temple at wombcenteredhealing.com. Uh, I encourage you to subscribe to the newsletter there if you haven't done so already, and you'll get announcements about um, the latest podcast episodes and blog articles and events and courses that are being offered, not only by me, Sama Morningstar, but other um, collaborators that are joining us in the temple to offer womb healing, womb-centered healing practices and teachings and all kinds of wonderful things. So um, please join us there. And that's all for now. Um, many blessings until next time.